0: Welcome to CNN's coverage of Election Night in America. It is 4:48 a.m. Thank you for staying up with me. I'm John Rossi and I snuck into the studios here in Atlanta because the media is really sleeping on some of the biggest stories. I'm sick of hearing about Arizona and Georgia. We really want to hear about one thing tonight, and that is when the unexpected becomes the ordinary. And a source is telling me that Iowa will host Northern Illinois as part of its 2021 non-conference schedule. A lot of people were talking about Iowa as a swing state, but that was a swing I did not see. Iowa hosting a MAC team this year, really unexpected. Let's go to John King over at the Magic Wall to see what he has to say. Hi, John.
1: Thank you. It's very early right now. Uh, polls just closed, but we are already getting some results in from Miami-Dade County and Florida. If you can look on this big board here. Hold it, on there,
2: John. We have a key race alert.
0: John Rothstein is projecting that Kermit Davis tells me that Cal State Bakersfield transfer Jarquel Joyner will have a, quote, major impact at Ole Miss. He averaged 15.6 points per game and 3.6 rebounds per game in 18-19. What a tremendous move for the running Rebels. They're going to have a lot of tough games in the SEC because, as you know what they say, the unexpected becomes the ordinary. All right, John, let's go see what you got over there at the Magic Wall.
1: We're looking at a big, big swing state here. A lot of people said Georgia might not be able to go blue. Look at this county right here. This is Fulton County in the Atlanta region. Hold on, John,
0: we got another key race alert. Oklahoma State will again live stream tomorrow's practice at 4 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Central time per Mike Boynton. Sorry, John, go ahead.
1: If Donald Trump's going to win this presidency, he is going to have to win Sorry, another key
0: race alert. John Rothstein is projecting VCU's Brendan Medley-Bacon has received a waiver from the NCAA and is eligible for the season per release. He's a transfer for Coppin State. Back to you, John.
1: You look at, at Arizona. Now, this is a state that's a true toss-up. Sorry,
0: to Key Race alert. John Rothstein projects the Wolf of Wall Street,
1: BBC America. Okay, back to you, John. You wonder if North Carolina... Key
0: Race alert. Best performance of Jonah Hill's career, and it may not even be close.
1: John. A lot of red in Ohio. No Republican has won the president. Key race alert
0: John Rothstein is projecting St. Mary's will host Texas Southern as part of its 2020 2021 non conference schedule.
1: This is the presidential election, Rothstein. We don't need to know this information on November 3rd. It's the biggest election since 1864, damn it. I am on the big board. John, do not question me. I'm turning off the magic wall. Be Unfurled
0: and Friends Episode 14 That is my projection everyone to SB Unfurled and friends, Lil X here with SB Unfurled. After that very thrilling victory by that Syracuse Orange man over the Fordham Ram that we saw on Saturday morning that I think Fordham's starting to contest. Now we can really start focusing on the real college basketball season. We finally have the Atlantic 10 schedule. How did you feel when you
1: saw it on Wednesday, Unfurled? I felt great. We knew our opponents. We knew who we were going to have home, away, uh, who we were going to have twice. Um, but it just didn't really feel finished. Uh, usually we get this in September. It's We're two weeks from the season. We're recording this on Wednesday night. And we finally have the order of the teams and who we're going to be playing. And then another, even a little bit of an upset from media day that we'll get into uh, about our non-conference schedule.
0: Yeah, I mean, we want to catch everybody up on the schedule because this just came out um, within the last 24 hours of us dropping this podcast Thursday morning. But first off, I mean, as you listened last week, as I know you all were listening at the polls, we are playing Towson, Stephen F. Austin, Vermont, all at Mohegan Sun in Bubbleville, which some of those games aren't really a surprise to us, especially the first two. But what we now also are hearing about the non-conference first off, we're not going to go into every single game because why are we going to analyze games four months from now when we don't even know? Like I, I think they're Niagara's like Niagara's like shutting down their school, so who even yeah. knows what's going to happen? But we got to you know pray, fingers crossed, wash your hands, wash your hands, and then cross your fingers so that way the <laughs> you know the, the germs don't stay in between your finger crotches. But we have learned about a few other now in conference games that we are going to play, right?
1: Yeah, and and it was at media day. Uh, Mark Schmidt usually keeping things close to the chest doesn't give much information, uh, especially when it comes to scheduling. That's usually something that we find out through, you know, our, our good friend, John Rothstein, who does so many cold opens for us. Um, I think Schmidt wanted to do his own Woj bomb today. It's possible. It's, I don't know. It, it's, it, it could have been just a Schmidt gaffe. He said, uh, we will be playing army at, uh, at Mohican sun. That would be our fourth game in the bubble. Our fourth of probably four games. Army, uh, not a good team. So, um, I looked at Ken Palm, they're 272 in his preseason rankings. But he also said uh, at Akron, who, you know, mediocre Mac team, the the MAC Mac, and then home against Hofstra. So if we're playing SUNY Amherst, uh, then that's seven of nine games that we that we have set. And there's, there's up to two more potential games for us.
0: I am interested in that Akron game on the road because... We've talked about it fairly recently, unfortunately, but the Cayman Islands Classic—that was mm-hmm. the last of the, those three games, and that game—that yes. was the only time I have ever bet against the Bonnies. I think it was like Akron minus four, and I'm like, "This is obvious, like, right? No, we're we're not covering four <laughs> for long winning." So, yeah, um, that's that. I want revenge on the Zips. I don't know if that guy Cheese plays. Um, we were making a lot of cheese jokes during that game. About this, I have to see if the he's on the roster. It'll be interesting to see, uh, Hofstra if they're going to want any revenge for the, uh, Centennial Classic that we uh, gave them when Bubba Gary danced on their graves.
1: Man, we destroyed them, uh, that game. That was one of the most electric atmospheres, uh, in, in recent memory. And now this year, you know, as 2020 goes, it will be in an empty gym, which Bana's also announced today that, that we'll start the season with no fans. Um, so, you know, uh, Lauren Christian Jackson for Akron, uh, going back to them. Very, very good player, a a really good guard. Um, and then Hofstra still has some good players. I think they, they didn't go deep at all last year. They really, they had their own version of the Ironman five. Uh, they (laughs) played five guys and that was it. So, you know, we have such a deep team this year. Um, looking at Ken Palm, going back to that nerd Ken Palm's rankings, uh, None of the teams that we play so far in our non-league are ranked above us, so um, we we gotta. <laughs> I don't want to say run the table and put some, you know, I wouldn't say unrealistic expectations, but you know, we we should be favored in every one of our games so far that we have. Yeah,
0: it looks like Hofstra did lose Bowie and Pemberton off of last mm-hmm. year's team, so they could be hurting. I was just texting one of my buddies before this that. The three best games are going to be at Mohegan Sun for us in the non-conference just because those three teams could – I could easily see all three of those teams win in their respective conferences. Vermont's always a threat to win the America East. Same with the um, Jeffrey Tubin and his Jacks from Stephen F. Austin. (laughs) By the way, RIP Jeffrey Tubin, he uh, got fired by the New Yorker today. Anyways, (laughs) also, um, Towson does have a really good shot at winning the – Colonial as well they were I believe third or fourth last year and they return mm-hmm. a lot of good guys so yeah I think Bubbleville will be fairly tough for us I mean hopefully that one army game which I'm guessing is going to probably be played that Saturday or Sunday of Thanksgiving mm-hmm. weekend that hopefully can be you know one kind of confidence building win after two tough games, whether or not we win both of them, which hopefully we do, of course.
1: Yeah. And as you've seen with, with Schmidt teams, I mean, once we figure out the rotation, we get going, we're tough to stop in the Atlantic town, you know, obviously so many seasons in a row now with double digit wins, double buys, but I just get a little uneasy with the early season starts that we've had. Um, whether it's through injury or just bad losses, like I just feel like we don't come out of the gate super strong lately, even though we've had some really, really good teams. So uh, yeah, like you said, Bubbleville going to be some decent tests for us. Like I, I, there's not anyone that's, you know, a a really, really good tournament team unless they win their conference, but uh, there's no slouches. I don't think on our Bubbleville schedule other than army.
0: No. And It's at least will help simulate the conference tournament, NCAA tournament atmosphere playing like two games in two days or Mm. game on, game off, game on in like three days or something like that. So that'll that'll at least be good. The
1: sword of Domacles! Dominic West
0: That'll be really necessary for us getting into the conference play because I'm just looking at this schedule and I'm already scared of like the first three games of the season because we start with a to-be-determined date against St. Louis at home and then at Richmond and Rhodey mm-hmm. to uh, to really start the schedule.
1: And don't offend Harold Hawk Sr. by not adding St. Joe's to that tough start. Too. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Harold Hawk Sr., for those who don't know, is this t- guy on Twitter, which I don't
0: know for sure if he's a bot or an actually serious <laughs> like older person who just doesn't understand Twitter because his This picture is a real face, like a real avatar, but like it has a clearly photoshopped on St. Joe's Hawks picture yeah but like he says he's like from the class of 63 or something from st joe's but anyways he was livid when st joe's was towards the bottom of the a10 preseason rankings this week which by the way the bonnies were picked fourth
1: and and every time ryan daly is on first team all a10 he's he's livid i i don't know if this guy's real or what his deal is i feel like he's like (laughs) the andy kaufman of a10 twitter i just i want to maybe get him on the podcast and see but i don't know um let's get back to the to the a10 schedule like you said st louis rhode island and richmond st louis was picked to finish second rhode island picked to finish six but you know they could rhode island's a team that has a lot of good players fats are also one of the best guards in the a-10 and then richmond picked to finish first so that's a really really uh tough tough stretch to start the the a-10 slate
0: yeah especially with those two road games because one thing i think that's kind of weird is i'm surprised that they didn't try to Put more teams like home and home, mm-hmm. or maybe have us play at Rhode Island and at UMass in like a three day stretch or something. It seems weird yeah. that we would like go to. Do we play at Richmond or Rhode Island first? I forgot. Is it Rhode Island first? At Rhodey, yeah. yeah, it seems weird that we would go to Rhode Island, then either come back to Olean or go from Rhode Island to Richmond. Probably Rhode Island to Richmond just because it's going to be Christmas break. But that still seems kind of weird. Weird if that happens later on, this the schedule, which we can get into in a second. I'm just I just feel like they could have done more to accommodate travel for all the teams because, yeah, I feel like anybody that plays at Bot adventure should be playing at Duquesne, like a couple days
1: later. I was thinking the exact same thing. I was surprised. I thought the league would be maybe be more uh, proactive in what you see a lot of other leagues doing, playing a Friday, Saturday or a Thursday Saturday at the same location against the same team limiting travel. This schedule that came out from the A-10 just looks like a schedule from any other year. It doesn't look like they tried to limit schedule or take into account, um, you know, going all the way to Rhode Island and then all the way down to Richmond, then back home. Then, you know, um, McGlade said, uh, the commissioner, Bernadette McGlade said that they had 14 to 20 different options on the table and they are, still some windows that teams could make up games but other than that I mean this just looks like a normal schedule and I was kind of surprised by that
0: yeah the only other time I can see on the schedule for us where we have like a back-to-back road game situation is we actually play three road games at St. Louis on January 23rd which is a Saturday then at we have a bye and then at Davidson on the 30th of January so at least there's like a week in between so I kind of get that but then after that, at Davidson on Saturday, the thirtieth, February third, on a Wednesday, we play at St. Joe's. So yeah. that is also the same kind of issue where we're going to like go from North Carolina to Philadelphia in like three days, or go back to Bonas and like you, with these kind of things, you have to worry about every little piece of travel you're doing, what bus you're getting on, what plane you're getting on, probably for right. Davidson, what hotels you're going to stay in, like all this stuff matters. So yeah. Davidson and St. Louis, I get they're kind of like on islands of sorts, but. It's, it's I don't know how they could do better, and of course all of this could change because we don't know if every team is going to be able to play all 18 games or if they're going to be played in the same order or whatnot, as we're seeing with the NFL and now college football, because this upcoming weekend we have a bunch of SEC games that are getting canceled, so right. it's really just a never-ending chess game.
1: Yeah, and I'm looking at the schedule right now. Like You would think for a team like Davidson, who's on the road at LaSalle and also on the road at St. Joe's they would just play those two Philly games back to back but that's not how it is like there's one two there's four games in between those two and I feel like that's kind of consistent throughout the schedule they didn't really take into account um you know Mason and GW uh, this is what um this is what joe lenardi was talking about when he was on it seems like it's just common sense to have those little groupings where you you kind of just play two games and one road trip and that's not what happened but that kind of gets me to where
0: I was talking about of like the tough parts of the schedule I just mentioned the back half of the, what I think is the toughest stretch. Yeah. We play at home against Duquesne, then three days later at home against Richmond. Then we play three days later on the road at St. Louis, like I mentioned, and then a week off before at Davidson. Yeah. And those last two have especially been very tough home games for us. I like, I think the last time we won at one of those was at St. Louis, probably in like 2018 or something. Right. It's been a while. So that's, that's gotta be the toughest stretch where I think if we can get three and one out of that stretch, then we should be able to hit our top four ceiling of getting the double bye.
1: Yeah. Duquesne and Richmond. Those are, those are two good teams, especially Richmond. I mean, that, that should be a tournament team, but I still just, I'm <laughs> St. Louis and Davidson are not good matchups for us. They haven't been in, in a few years. Like you saw what St. Louis did to us last year and what Davidson did to us on. Uh, Valentine's day. So there's just something about their style and they're two very different styles on opposite ends of the spectrum. Um, St. Louis, very physical. Can't really shoot it as well. Um, But Davidson more finesse shoots the ball very well. For some reason we struggle with both, both of those extremes. Um, But yeah, that four game stretch right in the middle, mid January to late January. uh, Very, that's probably the toughest, toughest stretch of our year
0: it's so hard to just like get into how we match up with this team and that team, because we haven't even seen some of our own guys that are new. Like, I mean, we just talked to Jalen Attaway last week, but Mm -hmm. we haven't seen him play yet. We only know him from his time in Miami, Ohio. And we only know Anthony Roberts from Kent state. We only know these guys from basically secondhand information. We haven't seen them. And let alone all these new guys that are, you know, going to be for some of these teams like Rhode Island and stuff. It's, it's just a big guessing game right now, unfortunately (laughs) to, to, you know, fill podcast time and stuff like that. But like, I I just, I just, first off just, I'm just loving looking at this schedule, but if we're going to keep going into how the um, the schedule plays out, I think it opens up nicely in the beginning of February, which uh, Harold Hawk will be upset that we're going to uh, (laughs) Philly to play the St. Joe's Hawks. And, George Mason at what's probably going to be virtual homecoming, and then at Valentine's Day, hopefully we'll show UMass Twitter some love by uh, beating them and Trey
1: Mitchell. We do have to have some sort of uh, some sort of love fest Twitter off between Bonnet. It's El Tweedico. It's El
0: Tweedico, and so El Tweedico is on on Valentine's Day
1: Yeah, and I mean that's on a Sunday too at two o'clock on on NBC Sports. Um, UMass probably going to be top half of the league, then VCU. Um, right after that, three days later, and and VCU by then, I mean Bones Highland and some of their other guys. I I think they could be. No one's really talking about them right now, but I I think they'll be better than people think. Maybe getting into the top half of the league. Um, so when you're looking at this, I don't see like an an easy. I don't want to say easy stretch because the A10. You know, you can. Uh, we we went to overtime against Fordham last year. Remember? So, yeah. um. I don't want to say any stretch would be easy, but compared to years past, where last year I thought we had a pretty easy schedule compared to the other teams, just based on our home and home games, I don't see that at all this year. Like there, maybe here and there, there's a uh, two back-to-back games of bottom half teams, but every time you look, there's a there's a Dayton waiting or a, a Richmond or you know a, a St. Louis. So we play St. Louis twice and Richmond twice. It's a tough schedule.
0: And you mentioned Dayton. I'm about to mail Pfizer a picture of the schedule with Sunday, February 28th, with us at home against Dayton, and to say, "Hey, yes. get it together. Let's get the vaccine in time for us to get into the Riley Center <laughs> at um, on Sunday, February 28th." Which I mean, eh, I'm not going to hold my breath on that one. But that would be that will still be an awesome game, uh, a Sunday game, hopefully on. mothership on ESPN, maybe on the deuce, maybe on you, but it should be on one of the main ESPN channels. That'll, that'll be huge because Dayton, they've lost Obi Toppin, but they still return a ton of guys like Mm -hmm. Jalen Crutcher, who I had to remember to say Crutcher and not Clutcher because that, that dude's clutch.
1: Yeah. I know that, that St. Louis game last year just sticks out to me and how electric that crowd was. And you know, we had obviously some great crowds in the Riley center. This year going to be very very different but i i don't know i'm I'm not holding out hope that we'll be able to see any games in person but hey you never know
0: So that kind of gets into what we were talking about a little bit earlier. There's a couple cool things for Bonnie's fans like us to do. If, you know, we can't go to any games, we definitely won't be going to some games, but um, if we can't even get to any games, there are two cool things. First off, like I mentioned, um, you can buy, I believe it's a hundred dollars to get your name in the Riley center for a uh, contribution to the Bonnie's athletic fund for, um, for the game against george mason which is supposed to be virtual homecoming i hate like i'm sounding like i'm doing a plug for the school which i'm not I think
1: it was fifty dollars <laughs> but $50,
0: it's, it's fit it's fifty dollars it's only fifty dollars i'm sorry it's could... fifty dollars to get your name on one of the reds in yeah. um the riley center
2: yeah
0: uh, for george mason and it's a hundred dollars for the really cool thing which is what we've seen at like baseball stadiums and football stadiums and really most most sporting events with virtual and Away fans or fans away from the arenas which is the cardboard cutouts yes Um, i saw this question from our man jive at jive 36 on twitter first time long time can we get a power ranking of cardboard cutouts i'm thinking about turning my season tickets into five cutouts just trying to figure out what direction to go he'll hang up and take his answer off air
1: five this is a great question i'm glad he brought that up because i i hadn't thought about this for our for our newest episode but uh Man, there's so many options. I was going through a bunch in my head. If I knew for sure that Oshun could swat a ball and hit a cardboard cutout, I would buy a Joe Castiglione one and have him <laughs> swat yes. it as hard as possible into the crowd and just take his hat off. But that's got to be tough to do. And otherwise, I mean, what what are you thinking? Did any, did any major ones come into your head?
0: I got a power ranking here. Um, I'm definitely oh, putting it in the top five. We're going to put in Dr. Paula. Dr. Paula will have to be in the cardboard cutout section. That, that, that's got to happen. I've already seen that on Twitter, and I completely agree with that. Um, I know she's yelled at some of us for maybe saying a few magic words while playing some pickup basketball in the Richter Center, so I want to see if she can handle the Riley Center as a cardboard cutout. Because a good one. Kind of want... Uh, I don't know if maybe by that same token of trying to see if Oshun can swat somebody's head off, maybe a, a VCU fan in there, maybe a VCU Tomey, I don't know. Um, <laughs> trying to think. Number three, let's, um, if we can get like a cardboard cutout with like a movable arm or something, maybe a Bubba Gary cutout with him like kind of like moving his arm like in a dance, yeah. that would be awesome. And then number two for me has got to be uh, Father Dan. We need a Father Dan yes. cutout.
1: full size.
0: Front row. Front row, front and not center because you don't want to hide the basket, but front and slightly off center.
1: Real fryer rope around him, too. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm waiting in anticipation for your number one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of it. I don't know. Uh, I gotta have Lou Ruby from the Hickey and Crazy Eddie, his, uh, his side character. <laughs> I wanna I want the biggest if if I could buy one cardboard cutout, it would just be a giant thirty foot Lou Ruby head. <laughs> Flagman would be a good one, I think. Remember, oh, yes, that's a big one. that would be a good one. Maybe even John Rothstein. Maybe our buddy John could his his dumb Twitter picture with his huge <laughs> smile. I didn't even spend a hundred dollars on voice lessons for
0: a better impression of him. I'm not spending a hundred dollars on a cutout of him.
1: <laughs> Wait, that was you? Wait, what? That was you?
0: <laughs> but, um, oh, I'm still struggling on who number one should be. I don't know. Uh- it's
1: got to be someone who like is recognizable like in the crowd i, I know Flagman, mm. maybe for the older audience has been around but we need to
0: whoa like, uh, could be another one but i feel like we is gonna buy his own head so yeah i feel yeah. like he's got that covered um hmm uh, oh i think i know who should be number one fuck out That's Captain Beer's music, Fuck out! That's Captain Beer's music! He's here! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back, returning friend of the pod, returning SB Unfurled and friend, Dom, aka Captain Beer. Captain Beer, what is good, my man? What is up, guys? Thank you for having me. How are you feeling about us finally having this A-10 schedule, and it came out a few days after you finally turned 21, and you had your first legal drink, of course.
2: It couldn't feel any better that I, I we know there's going to be a college basketball season now. It's, it's official for me.
0: Any big takeaways from just first glance? I mean, we don't need you to analyze every single game, but like any any big takeaways so far?
2: Those first three games are going to be are, are huge. That, that, that's really it those first three games
0: yeah we were just saying the same thing unfurled i mean do you agree with my can my pick here for number one uh ca- uh number one head here captain beer
1: absolutely i uh i sent this to you on twitter earlier when i saw the cardboard cutout option we just need domo g captain beer front and center <laughs> right behind big old big big ass cutout right behind the basket the the iconic iconic uh, fan of, of the last couple of years, for sure. <laughs>
2: How do you feel about this, Dom? I love it. I love it. Um, can't be there, so a cardboard cutout? i oh, will do. i will do for now, I guess.
1: Where will you be, do you think, like during these games? If we say we have a home game, what what's that going to look like on campus this year? Because they're not going to have any fans. What do you think it'll... What do you think the game day situation will be like?
0: It's going to look like Eric and He's going to be grabbing the Riley Center door and like, let, let me in!
2: in! And maybe a few rides, uh, a few rides outside the RC. Uh, no, probably. I don't even know anymore. With maybe getting into a bar, watching from a bar, hang out with friends, something no. like that.
0: No, no, <laughs> can't do that. Don't do that. We still want to possibly have fans at that Dayton game More on the twenty eighth. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. That's the that's the North Star. Dayton, Sat Sunday, February twenty eighth. Keep your eyes pointed on that. <laughs> no bars. Sorry, Burton.
1: I'm imagining Captain Beer like Mission Impossible style sneaking into the Riley center, getting up into the rafters and like looking down on the court in his in his beer hat, his beer hat falling down onto the court like that uh, like that balloon and that balloon and that uh Duquesne. Oh man. Game. Just his hat. You just see his hat on TV fall from the rafters onto that the That would court. be that would be something
2: else.
0: The ROTC team, they they have like they repel down and bring the ball down sometimes mm-hmm. for an opening tip.
2: Maybe I'll do that. I'll just bring the ball down for a tip off.
0: <laughs> you should do that even when we have fans back at the <laughs> Riley Center. But, um, I mean, how has it been on campus really this year? I mean, obviously, it's like drastically different. The bottle bubble has become an actual thing this year, it seems like, because relatively speaking, I mean, I don't want to jinx anything, knock on wood, but compared to a ton of other colleges across the country,
2: we're pretty low. Yeah. I mean, what we've been doing here is amazing. I think. Since August 1st, maybe 20 cases at most right now. We haven't gone over like five cases at one time. So that's amazing. If you said to me in August that we would be here in November before before Thanksgiving, I'd be there's not a chance we'll be here. We'll be home in two weeks. So I think we're all happy. We're all just trying to follow protocols and wear a mask and stay socially distanced as best we can.
1: Some of my best memories from college. And I don't know, are you a senior this year or a junior? Or? I'm a junior. You're a junior? Okay.
0: He's in the monster class. He's in the monster class with he the is, junior world. Oh, yeah, He's yeah.
1: and everybody. Yeah.
0: We have nine juniors and also Captain
1: Beer. <laughs> He's part of the 10, now it's a 10-man junior class. Are you going to get a... Ten uh, man junior class, nine to 10. Are you getting a free uh, free year out of this whole deal now from the
0: NCA?
2: <laughs> uh, I wish.
1: <laughs> so what's it like going out? Because um, you got to still find a way to, to have a social life. I mean, what, other than just, you know, going to class how do you uh how do you have a social life during this in college because i imagine i can't Im- i can't imagine trying to navigate social distancing when I was a twenty one year old
2: yeah it's just it's tough especially if you're a freshman here At Saint Bonaventure this year I, I was saying earlier it's a complete three sixty to what it was my freshman year it, it's tough but you're just wearing your mask if you go out don't go there, aren't, there haven't been any big parties and if it has it's got shut down by the local police really quick. Mm-hmm. um being outside don't go into like big large crowds but if you're outside if you're able to stay outside stay outside if that's possible so that's really it yeah i remember like
1: i'm I'm from the area so i was a bona fan my whole life but from for freshmen who come in who aren't <laughs> from the area and who don't know about bonaventure and who haven't had the experience of going to games you feel like it's a right passage almost as freshmen to kind of learn how to become a fan, honestly to like go to the student section learn the cheers how like i feel like there's just going to be a year gap where all the current freshmen i, I mean are they going to be into basketball do you think because they can't go to games like do you see we will make sure that they are into
2: basketball somehow <laughs> oh, we will good. i will find a way to make sure that they know where to be next year when or even later in the later in the winter that they know where to be when basketball games are happening. So.
0: You know, we got Zoom classes for everything nowadays. I think you need to do a Zoom class for yeah. uh, cheering.
2: It was it was funny. We Me met friends were joking as uh, during a basketball game. What am I going to do? And was, my buddy goes like, oh, "I'll just take videos of you starting chance and post it to Twitter, and we'll get chance going on Twitter somehow." <laughs>
0: <laughs> we need to get like the JMC school to somehow like rig a monitor in there. Maybe like the NBA bubble, we can have like at least like one or two fans appearing on there or even just hook it up to the uh the new video board
2: yeah yeah i mean somehow i mean it's gonna be a sad winter without being able to be in there but we'll we'll make something work to make sure the freshmen know that it's basketball here and it's basketball only yeah i
1: mean we're gonna be going to the final four next year we can't have a whole sophomore class not not knowing what's going
2: on you know new orleans baby i planned it out two years ago (laughs) new orleans let's go
0: Out of this Bonnie's team this year because we basically got most of the same guys. Um, you're a big fan of the team, so I want to pick your brain. I always love picking the, the the brains of the fans. Picking the, oh, I guess your brain is really kind of
2: ear foam. Not um, yeah. <laughs> your hair. I don't
0: know.
2: <laughs> it's a bowl. It's a bowl. Um, <laughs> for this team this year, I think stay healthy. I think last year with Oshun, he went he went out early. We didn't have uh, at the time Jaron English. Now Jaron Holmes, he was injured, so we didn't. We lost him. Uh, just trying to stay healthy because if we're healthy, I think we're top three team in the A10. So stay healthy, and then just play your game. I think I'm really excited to see Jalen Adaway play this year. Of course, he sat out last year, and I've seen some things about him in practice, and I saw him last year playing a be- basketball director. He he is something else, and he's really athletic. So I'm excited to see him play.
0: Flight 33 cannot wait. I think he'll be in the starting
2: five. I cannot wait to be
0: waiting to board that flight. (laughs) Flying all the way to the A-10 championship. Yes.
1: (laughs) As far as uh, I I do want to maybe get back to basketball if if, uh, Lil Bon X has another question. But when you mentioned, like, I, I didn't realize it's already almost time for the semester to be over. Don't you guys leave like next week to go home and then you're not back until late January?
2: Yeah, next week is our last full week on campus. And then we got Monday, Tuesday before Thanksgiving. And then we – the plan is right now to be back on January 24th or 25th. Wow. Yeah, that flew by. Okay. So,
1: sure. yeah, because Schmidt at the media day today said once the once the students are gone, it's going to be like uh even more condensed bubble. It's pretty much only going to be the men's and the women's basketball team. So,
2: we just got another – Yeah, that, that is all that's going to be here is the men's and women's wow, basketball okay. team. So, it will be the place to be to uh, beat COVID. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you're not even going to be on campus for yeah. half of the, the schedule because four home games are in January. There's one in December for St. Louis and then there's four in February. So yeah, that kind of, even if you, even there are, they let you guys back in the arena on, uh, in February, you're only going to see four games.
2: Yeah. that's. I mean, it's, it's oh, that's sad. That is really sad.
0: <laughs> I know. I hate being, I don't want to be down on it, man. Cause we're going to figure out ways to do this. Unfur- unfurled, it I mean, we pulled off a virtual yeah. A10 tournament. We can we can pull off some virtual fan stuff. I'm sure.
1: Yeah, we'll figure something out for
2: sure. We could definitely figure something out.
1: OG, yeah. you got to do a. Uh, you got to
2: do a victory lap and go back for a, a fifth year. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because <laughs> we've been to make up. I went. I was there for six years. So we we've been talking about that. Me and my friends uh, about a fifth year possibly.
0: So I think I mentioned it when you when you first broke through the glass and came in here, Captain Beer. Uh, it is your twenty-first birthday. When was it exactly?
2: it would have been last Monday. All right. About well, a week and a half ago from now. You could finally drink. Happy belated. Now you're you.
0: twenty-one. Any any good stories from celebrating the twenty first? Because I mean, like with everything else, it's got has to be a little bit of a different twenty-first birthday celebration.
2: Yeah. It, uh, let's just say it was a long twenty-four hours. Uh, a lot of a lot of drinks happened. Uh my friends, uh the great friends, but I, I hated them after that night. let will say that. <laughs> <laughs> the best friends, but maybe the worst friends on earth that night.
1: Good friends, uh, bad influences.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh captain beer ladies and gentlemen back here on sb unfurled and friends thank you so much again for joining us we were promising to get you out one podcast a week as we get closer to the bonnie's season for this year which is finally i really 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 hope is going to happen right it's going to happen right please tell me it's going to happen it's going to happen
2: it will happen 100 percent
0: Damn right, Captain Beer. It will happen. Thanks again so much for joining us. Be sure to subscribe. Hold on. Wait a minute. We got another key race alert. Actually, it's not a key race alert. This is just breaking news. I just wanted to play that sound one more time for you all. But um, we got a nice little bit of breaking news here from our good friend Chuckie Maggio on Twitter. New home uniforms for the Bonnies.
1: Yeah. Uh- I went through, uh, some of the guys posted some stuff on Instagram. They must be taking the, uh, team photos today and the new uniforms. I want to see the Brown ones before, and even the gray ones probably before making, uh, a full, um, breakdown of these. But, uh, if you remember when we had Matt Papano on the director of basketball operations, he, he said that they were going to get new uniforms and, um, he did email me some options and I, I kind of gave him a little bit of advice over the summer and, they did use some of my advice. Actually, the uh, The white home uniforms used to say Bonnie's on it. Now they say St. Bonaventure, so it has our full school name on the whites. Uh, I like the double brown collar. The only thing I don't like on the jerseys is that, that Adidas logo on the right under the collar. It kind of looks a little odd to me. Um, I like it when it's off off to the side a little bit. but Yeah. Overall, I mean, I, I like the jerseys. I'll have to see, I I don't know so much about the shorts, but the, the jerseys look, look pretty nice. Um, I always say like traditionally, we've always had clean, crisp, simple brown and white jerseys. Um, when you, when your colors are brown and white, I mean, that's, that's great, but you can't get too flashy with it. You know, we don't have, uh, Oregon colors or something like that. So you got to keep it nice and simple. Like we always have, try not to be something we're not. Um, I, uh, I like the I like the jerseys.
0: Yeah, and I've been noticing that we wear the gray jerseys a lot more. So it'll be interesting to see if there's a silver version of these, or if we're going to keep the version that we've worn the last two years. Um, I don't. I think the shorts look about the same. They don't really look too different to me. Uh, overall, I think it's I think it's a solid look. I can probably get used to it. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with that Adidas. That that doesn't make sense to me. I don't know if I've ever seen like a basketball jersey where like the nike or adidas or jordan or whatever is yeah. like right on the collar that looks that looks weird and they don't even have a10 logos on these or they do on the back yeah actually. on the back so yeah they usually have something on the front with with the nike nike or adidas logo so um we'll have to see what they, they look like but wanted to make sure we got that breaking news there that happened like right as we were ending the recording so i had to throw that in there yeah
1: we'll still wear the 1970 unis i think um i can't imagine we just stop wearing those this year uh I am hoping we get a surprise with the gray uniforms and we have that script bonnies that we had from, uh, 1983. Yeah. Beautiful script bonnies. I want, uh, you know, the Browns can look just like the, the homes just flip the colors, but I want the gray ones to have that bonnies script. That would look really sexy.
0: I want an 83 throwback jersey. I love that so much when we did the Bonnet Cup. Yeah. But thank you all so much for joining us here on SB Unfurled and Friends with at Dom underscore Greco, at SB Unfurled, at Lil Bonnet X. Once again, I'm going to name drop all of our Twitter handles here. Be sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and of course, SoundCloud. We will see you all next week. Thanks again for joining us. Yeah.